This episode is sponsored by TrueLearn, an exam prep company best known for their smart banks that turn your weak areas into your strengths. TrueLearn is the only company I trusted for Comlex Level 1 prep last year and Level 2 prep this year. Each TrueLearn practice question has detailed answer explanations and concise bottom lines for customizable studying. TrueLearn also has amazing USMLE smart banks, as well as subscriptions for shelf or comat exams. Go to TrueLearn.com and use one of my special discount codes I have for up to $35 off your subscription. Special discount codes can be found in the episode description. TrueLearn is the first line solution for excelling on exams. My name is Aubrey Ann Jackson, and this is First Line. Here to bring listeners of all backgrounds together to discuss whole body health and wellness. Through an osteopathic lens, First Line covers tangible ways to improve your health, hot topics in healthcare, the journey to becoming a physician, mental health, relationships, and even philosophy, all while holistically addressing the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. I have had so much fun doing this series. Some of these episodes have been one of my most listened to episodes, so that tells me that there's enough demand for this type of content, so I will absolutely be doing more in the future, so stay tuned for that. But moving on after this episode, I am going back to talking about medical school and talking about different topics in healthcare and mental health and things like that. So without further ado, here is last but not least, the Enneagram 9. The Enneagram 9 is known as the peacekeeper, the mediator, and the connector. Their core desire is to be at peace, to be connected, to be untroubled, and to be at ease. Nines seek harmony and have this incredible ability to stay calm under pressure. They seek to keep the peace with others and also to obtain inner peace within themselves. Nines are great listeners and other people just simply like them. A lot of nines will just tell you that they're good at making first impressions and people just generally like them. And that's likely because nines are often patient, calm, supportive of other people, and easygoing. They're also quiet achievers in that they don't seek attention for what they do usually. They also strongly dislike arguments and any sort of conflict. They would much rather just walk away from any disagreement, unlike the eights we talked about meeting conflict head on. So nine struggle to stand their own ground when they do have to face conflict, and that's because they do want to keep the peace. Nines also can see all sides of a situation and this might sound similar to the six with playing devil's advocate but the nine's motivation is much different in that they just have this wisdom of being able to put themselves in someone else's shoes and really understand on a different level where they're coming from whereas sixes take the opposite position on something in order to really hone in on the truth and real answers, and more information. So a little bit different there. 
So the nine's wisdom allows them to easily understand and then accept opposing views, leading to an openness to compromise and bridge building. However, they do find it hard to make up their own mind and they often procrastinate on decisions. But unlike the five procrastinating to collect all the data or the six procrastinating because of overthinking, nines procrastinate because they are indecisive, especially while trying to avoid upsetting anyone. Nines often take into account too much of what others think and then push down their own concerns instead of speaking up and taking a position on something. When others try to push them, nines can a lot of times become stubborn. They are prone to passive aggressiveness and they really only show their true anger when they hit their boiling point. Otherwise, they are great at keeping the anger within themselves. Nines are interesting because they have the least amount of energy of any number on the Enneagram. They require an opportunity to recharge and a lot of nines recharge from being on their own, maybe doing something that they love, or maybe engaging in recreation, like watching TV or playing video games. And that's gonna be different based on the individual and some of them might have a few things that they can do. When they are charged, nines become doers, but they more quickly dispense their energy when they do work that they don't enjoy or when they have any kind of argument or conflict. Nines ultimately want balance in their life of dispensing and then recharging and also having inner peace and harmony with others. So it's a huge task in order for a nine to really feel happy and at ease. Nines usually are not assertive until they are given the platform to be assertive. Even then, they might be reluctant to be anything more than just agreeable. They might not be comfortable with the opportunity to challenge someone or to disagree or to offer up something brand new. And nines often say that they feel that when they do speak up, they are not being heard or listened to. They often might feel like they're invisible a lot of times. And that's true whether they're introverted or extroverted. And because of this, they might find it hard to express themselves. In fact, they often merge with other personalities of other people in order to get along better. And this is very subconscious. Nines don't go out to copy other people because they want to get along with others so much they kind of just pick up on similarities they have with other people which is part of the reason why they're so liked and a lot of times they are quite popular and have a lot of friends but sometimes they can lose their own self-identity and not feel the opportunity to fully express themselves and because of this it might be hard to know that you are an Enneagram 9 because a lot of 9s don't even notice that they do this. So if you have someone that you often merge with, like a best friend or a spouse or a sibling, even a parent, you might misidentify as their number. And part of the 369 triangle that I've talked about in the past, these are the three numbers that are most easily mistyped, even though any number can be mistyped, but especially the 369, you really need a lot of self-reflection to know that you're one of these numbers. Now that we've gone through all of the numbers, I'll say again that if you find that you either think you're all of the numbers or you think that you're none of the numbers, then 
three, six, and nine are ones that you want to go back to and listen because one of those three are most likely to be your number. And that has to do with like the inherent personalities that these three numbers are. But also do not get nines confused with threes. So threes will also change their personalities around certain people, but instead for the purpose of being liked and fitting what is expected of them. But nines change their personality to mirror others to avoid conflict. So the the goal and the purpose of this type of activity is very different. And also threes can take on a personality that no one in the room has, whereas nines will often mimic personality traits. It might look similar on the outside, but the motivations are very different. Their orientation to time is in the past, so it takes them a lot of focus to get to the present and future as far as time management goes. They're also the Enneagram type that is best at multitasking. So the takeaway here is that nines seek inner peace and harmony with others and they avoid conflict and often merge with other personalities. They are often seen as calm on the outside, but that does not mean that they have internal peace and calm on the inside. So the vice of the Enneagram 9 is sloth. And we talked about how nines have the least amount of energy. So it's not that hard to imagine that they can become prone to a sort of psycho-spiritual laziness, which is defined as the state of not being in touch with the core self. And that's really what sloth is. So yes, a lot of times Enneagram 9s don't have a lot of energy and they need to spend time recharging, which often looks like they are being lazy, but it is because they're not in touch with their self. They don't feel that inner peace, so they need to find external peace in order to try to transfer that within themselves. And often sloth can also relate to being asleep to your true essence. So that means spending your energy externally rather than paying attention to your spending energy inside internally. So we'll talk about later with some next steps for growth for the Enneagram 9s in that a lot of it is very much internal work because Enneagram 9s really need that. And Enneagram 9s are are interesting because a lot of times because inherent to their personality is getting along with people so well, they don't And not to say that they never suffer, but they don't suffer as much with interpersonal conflict because they try to prevent it at all costs. So really the Enneagram 9, it's important to understand that they do have, whether they have a mental health diagnosis or not, they struggle a lot internally. And a lot of times they do have mental diagnoses on top of that, and that makes that that much harder. So Enneagram 9s will talk about this more, but it's really important for them to do internal work. And the virtue for the Enneagram 9, so what Enneagram 9s are capable of achieving, is right action. Right action. 
So this is just a sense of action that is ingrained in the core self. And this is directly related to the Enneagram 9 being in the center of the gut triad. So the gut triad being eight, nines, and ones. So they are in the core of that gut triad, also known as the instinctive triad. So nines do have this amazing sense of what is right. And kind of similar to the Enneagram one with always trying to be right and always trying to be good. The nine, when they achieve their fullest potential, they can have total engagement with the self and then a willingness to act on it. So nines really, I think, have have so much wisdom. And the wisdom is a little bit different than the wisdom that some of the thinking numbers have. This is more of an instinctual wisdom. And right action kind of refers to a full commitment to doing what is needed to. So it's not just knowing what is right, but it's also doing what is right. And this looks so different for every Enneagram 9, but you can kind of see that Enneagram 9s have the potential to be world changers and shakers and innovators. They have enormous potential. How many Enneagram 9s actually actually get there? Not many, honestly. And why don't they achieve their virtue? Well, all of the Enneagram numbers have their own flaws and their own setbacks that keep them from achieving their virtue. This is not unique to the Enneagram 9, but the Enneagram 9 struggles because internal peace is something that society has drifted away from for a very long time. It is not something that is talked about a lot, maybe a little bit more in recent years now that we are a little bit more aware of mental health issues and mindfulness practices and things like that. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what Enneagram 9s can achieve in the years to come, but you can see how that has been a major setback because Enneagram 9s are never going to achieve right action if they don't have peace within themselves, they're not going to change the world, you know? And they can't have internal peace within themselves if they don't already have external peace. So a lot of times what is going on on the outside is going to threaten that right action as well if they do have interpersonal conflicts that they struggle with. If you don't have external peace, you're never going to have internal peace. And if you don't have internal peace, you're not going to have right action and you're not going to change the world. They do have enormous potential if everything is set up and if Enneagram 9s have supportive community that understands how they function and can support that. The unconscious childhood message is the one that you just know it to be true. You just hear it indirectly from society. And this one is for the Enneagram 9. It's not okay to assert yourself. It is not okay to assert yourself. So why are Enneagram 9s, young Enneagram 9s, growing up and thinking this and believing this? Because so many times, I've talked about this before, they feel like they're not being listened to, they feel invisible, they feel that they don't make a difference. And they know this because, you know, like all children do, they really try 
different things until they kind of find their personality and the Enneagram 9 might stand up for themselves and say something and maybe make people unhappy. And the young Enneagram 9, the feedback they get from that is negative. People get upset. They don't have their external peace. And that lack of external peace causes internal turmoil. And then they know, okay, it's not okay to assert myself. Got it. Okay. But unfortunately, then Enneagram 9s grow up and they have these amazing gifts. They have this instinctual wisdom that they are depriving the world of because they believe that it's not okay to assert themselves. So moving on to the lost childhood message. So this is one. This is the message that Enneagram 9s did not hear from childhood, but they should have heard. And you're hearing it now. Enneagram 9s, your presence matters. Did you hear that? Okay, Enneagram 9s, listen up. Your presence matters. I'll reiterate it again. If you have someone that you love and you know their Enneagram number, tell them their lost childhood message every chance you get. So Enneagram 9s, your presence matters. And Enneagram 9s don't usually believe this because of their unconscious childhood message that they think that they're invisible and people don't know if they're there or they're not. But even when Enneagram 9s are quiet and seemingly in the background, they are quiet achievers and they are doing things. They might procrastinate, but they are doers. And when they have people supporting them and they're in the right situation and they have this external peace, they have so much to offer. They really do. The animal that goes with the Enneagram 9 is the elephant because of the elephant's gentle disposition, but also the elephant's ability to be quite unforgiving. Something scares them or something hurts them and then <laughs> they take advantage of their size and they can cause a lot of damage. And so nines are kind of like that, you know, with their true nature, but then they can have anger kind of build up underneath the surface to a boiling point and they unleash it. And then a second one for the Enneagram 9 is whales. For similar reasons that they do have a lot of power and whales are also non-aggressive and also a lot of times seen as very intelligent creatures. So like I said, Enneagram 9s are part of the 369 triangle. If you Google what like the Enneagram shape looks like. This is like the triangle like in the middle. So these are the numbers that move to each other. So it could very well be if you're listening to this series, you could hear three, six, and nine and kind of feel like you vibe with all of them. It's because you are each of them at one point. And then you just have to figure out which of like the deepest desires you identify most with and you can also look at unconscious and lost childhood messages when nines are unbalanced or when they are out of charge and don't have the opportunity to recharge uh, they could very well enter the space of six and on the unhealthy side of six they can fall victim to increased doubt confusion about what direction to take and they can become highly skeptical and overthinking things but when nines move to the healthy side of six 
they can start thinking about solutions to their problems and they can also just start thinking about how things can improve and really tap into that thinking aspect. You can also think like when Enneagram 9s are under enormous pressures, whether that's in school or work or relationships, when they're coming up on a deadline, they can become stressed and move to 6 and they can become these super effective thinkers and really thrive on procrastination, which can work out in their benefit. But it's important to know they can also fall to the other extreme of overthinking things and never getting anything done. In the space of six, they can kind of sit in their struggles and evaluate them a little bit better. Nines feel secure when they are fully charged, when they feel recognized, and when they feel valued. So when a lot of times this presents as external peace. Nines then can pick up some of the characteristics of threes and become efficient at what they do and more likely to connect with others through their contributions. Nines sometimes do not have confidence in themselves, so when they encounter others who are confident in them, they feel empowered to meet or exceed that expectation. Nines can be perceived as indecisive, And as far as other people like trusting you to make decisions, maybe delegating tasks to you, this can maybe be an issue. So it's important to know that sometimes Enneagram 9s really do need to step into action. And a lot of times it is better for Enneagram 9s to work on a team and in a group of people, but only if they feel comfortable speaking up because then you can share the decision making with other people. Oftentimes if an Enneagram 9 is the head of something, a lot of times they do struggle with that and they might often elicit opinions of other people that they're overseeing in order to make informed decisions, which you could definitely see as a positive, but Enneagram 9's Really, the room for growth is trusting yourself and letting yourself make decisions and trusting in your own wisdom, kind of like the Enneagram 6. But knowing that if you're in a position like that, it's because other people trusted you to have that position. So making a decision as part of that role is not going to cause conflict because it, it is what is expected of you. So it's a tricky thing, but Enneagram 9s can most definitely be leaders and effective leaders. It's just that there's several hurdles to get there. Enneagram 9s could also use some practice in confronting issues head-on instead of pushing them off. So learning a little bit from the Enneagram 8s, of just knowing that other people are still going to love you even if you have a disagreement. And this just takes some practice. It really does because a lot of times Enneagram 9s can live a large portion of their lives and never really like start conflict like on purpose. But a lot of times you have to bring things up and from practice you will most likely learn that especially when it's conflict with people close to you who love you, you will know that 
it's a lot easier looking back at it and it often isn't the end of the world. But I know, easier said than done. Enneagram 9s need to learn to let other people know about your views. Your opinions matter, not just your thoughts. And it's just important for Enneagram 9s to find people that they trust. They can even just talk to about their views. Because a lot of times Enneagram 9s can get caught up in their head and not really have anyone to talk to about their views. So they never really feel an ability to express themselves. And that was my next point. Find ways to express yourself. A lot of times Enneagram 9s do take on activities that involve their physical body. So Enneagram 9s a lot of times feel pulled into sports. But Enneagram 9s can be creative as well. They can be into things like writing, music, or drawing, anything really. But it really is important to express yourself as an Enneagram 9 especially. Because a lot of times Enneagram 9s feel like they need to repress themselves. So it's important to at least have an outlet and most likely these ways to express yourself are also going to recharge you too. Enneagram 9s are like naturally drawn to things like meditation because that will give them like the inner peace that they want even just for a few minutes. That's not going to be what I recommend for Enneagram 9s because it is so easy, but by all means, if you have a meditation practice, continue it. But for Enneagram 9s, I would challenge you to explore other ways of achieving inner peace. A lot of this is like self-observation and developing like awareness of how you act and your thought processes and how you interact with others. Knowing the Enneagram is huge for that. And mindfulness, super important for Enneagram 9s of just like reflection and a lot of like positive self-talk and affirmations go a long way for the Enneagram 9. And just anything that forces you to pay attention to your own needs and your own feelings. Instead of focusing on the needs and the feelings of others and sometimes merging with those in order to keep the peace. Looking back on your past and acknowledging when you hit your boiling point and what led up to that and what could have been prevented. Enneagram 9s are very reflective on the past, so this should come easily, but I challenge you to be a little bit more critical of the way that you acted, even though that might be hard and kind of unpleasant to do, but you'll really reap benefits from that. And Enneagram 9s have enormous potential if they allow themselves to engage in conversations instead of holding back. I think a lot of times Enneagram 9s have a lot to say, but they hold themselves back because they don't want to stir the pot, they don't want to cause conflict. But I would say it's, I know it's so much easier said than done, but Enneagram 9s, you have important things to say. You should say them, even if you're not fully comfortable saying them in the moment, um, maybe ask to follow up about it. Even if that leads to discomfort too, to at least get that across will really help. I would say when conflict does arise, 
try to stick with it and deal with it because a lot of times conflicts actually resolve a lot faster when you meet them head on instead of kind of walking around it and having some passive aggressiveness. So just trying it a few times and then getting that positive reinforcement that, oh wow, this was a lot less painful when I took this step when I met it head on instead of just letting it fester. The last piece of advice for Enneagram 9s is looking after your exercise and your diet and your general health. Because Enneagram 9s, being in the gut triad, um, very body-centered, 8s, 9s, and 1s, is most important to have a healthy diet and a healthy lifestyle as far as exercise goes especially. Because a lot of times 9s can hold their stress in their bodies. And... A lot of times this is met with comfort food instead of what your body actually needs, which is exercise. So just acknowledging that you have that difference based off of your personality will help the awareness and then can lead to better healthy choices. Thank you so much for listening. Again, I'm on Instagram at First Line Podcast. Also on Facebook, facebook.com slash firstlinepodcast. You can reach out for any questions, comments, suggestions, feedback. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks again.